Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The Transport Minister has said that our roads here in Ireland are not safe for children to walk or cycle to school on. And Eamon Ryan even said that our roads, they aren't actually safe for even an experienced cyclist. Do you think he's right? What's your experience of cycling or walking on our roads? And is it helpful that the Transport Minister would come out and make these type of comments? Like, at the end of the day, he's the person in charge of really being able to do much about uh, what's happening in the funding for councils and local authorities. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Owen is on the line. Owen, you are a, you're a volunteer with the Salt Hill Cycle Bus in Galway. What's your experience? Um, well, my, my my son just started school this year, uh, so we cycle from Salt Hill in towards the, the city centre. Um, and I had I had tried the cycling there without the group of us in the cycle bus, and it was it, it was a bit hairy, you know. There's um there's there's a lot of it's it's a it's fifty kilometres an hour the whole the whole way, and a lot of cars go faster than that. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a couple of bad junctions along the way where the council have allowed people to park even though it's very narrow uh, and you get cars and vans squeezing past you at, at that point but um when we go uh, when we go as a group in the cycle bus uh, we you know we'd have 20 or 30 of us cycling together and we're able to kind of get through the junctions uh, safely you know we have um uh, we have a junction marshal that will go ahead and and then make sure the junction is safe for the whole bus to move through as a as, as a big group but we don't really want to have to go as a cycle bus. It would be much better if there was a safe way for our families to, to, to get to school. But we're just seeing such slow progress here in Galway. It's just so disheartening. When, just you, recently when, when, uh, when you say, sorry to cut across you own for a moment, when you say that you'd prefer not to go as the cycle bus, is, is it just there's a lack of cycle lanes, is it? I mean, that's that's definitely a big part of it. You know, like uh, if if there are hardly any cycle lanes in Galway, and a lot of them, a lot of the ones that exist, are even blocked off by kissing gates, or they, or they bring you to crazy roundabouts where there's no way to get through as a pedestrian or with a buggy or in a in a bike. Uh, so yeah, the infrastructure is very poor. But then even the even the smallest, least ambitious active travel projects have getting been getting voted down by um, councillors, like mostly from the traditional parties, have been voting against them to to try and keep traffic flowing, but it's just so short-sightedly. They just don't see that um, uh, the city needs to give people a safer option than going in the cars. They need to open up roads for uh, bus lanes. But uh, like what we're seeing in Galway, the um, entire route is 50 kilometres an hour. It's, as I said, it's very narrow. Uh, there's There's been a lot of um, fatalities and injuries in Galway. Uh, every, every week you see them in the paper, you hear about them from other cyclists. Okay. And um, like in, in, in Helsinki, they they had no pedestrian or cyclist deaths in 2019, down from 20 or 30 a year in, in the 90s. And what they did in Helsinki was they just reduced the speed to 30 kilometres in most of the urban areas. They were asked, what what technology did you, did you do to save all these lives? What was the bit? Nothing. All Nothing. we did was we simply okay. slowed cars down. So, so you want more 30 kilometre speed zones then basically in urban areas? 
I mean, that would that, that would make a okay. big difference for our okay. trip, you know, the, uh, as well as the obvious in, enforcement. But our, our local Garda superintendent said that they're only doing half the amount of speed checks in Galway that they did last year. He mentioned that recently at the Joint okay. Policing Commission. So, All right. Uh, well, yeah, we, 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 I'm interested in, in getting listener reaction to that. Like, is, is the best way to try and improve um, safety for cyclists on our roads to just have more of the 30 kilometre urban, urban zones or whatever you want to call them? I think we talked about this in the show recently. A caller got in touch about it, um, having more safe school zones, basically, around parts of the country. Uh, John is on the line. John, is Eamon Ryan right, Minister Eamon Ryan right in his assessment, our roads just aren't safe enough for children to walk or cycle to school? Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it's a little bit wider and broader. So let's be honest, it's, they're not safe at the minute compared to would have been um, many years ago. But obviously society's moved on, traffic has moved on, and technology's moved on. But we're a, a small community in, in County Galway as well. Abbey Not Moy, we're on a, um, a national road. So we have actually had some really good experiences working with the local council um, and local councillors. But what we have started to see is that it's actually a policy level. So it's not just about speed limits. It's not just about cycle lanes and pathways. It's a, a whole, you're looking at the whole piece together. And really it's, when you think about what's happening in Helsinki, as Owen mentioned, and also in Holland and, and Wales, like very simple measures can make massive difference. So, but the policy level at TII is really where things, where Eamon Ryan has got to go at, because when you start at that level, things will cascade down and it won't be just be window dressing and putting in a, a cycle route, which is you know, lined out on the main road. Actually, it's looking at the whole, what the needs are for that particular community. And that's what we need to look at. And that's a policy level. So would, would you TII. support this idea of having 30 kilometre, um, you know, speed zones in urban settings? Yeah, look, being mindful of the fact it's not just 30. Yeah, of course that will help, right? Of course that will help the, the kids on the road and be able to walk. Is that going to solve the problem? Not in its entirety. So it's a bit knee-jerk to say one thing is going to address it totally it will definitely help and it will definitely reduce so we know that if you if you hit a, a person at 30 it's going to they've got much higher survivability mm-hmm. compared to when they're 50 or 80 so let's let's of course it's yes but actually if, is that the only measure absolutely not you've got to okay. look at the full and entirety of the measures that need to be put in place with that small gradients to reduce speed so that when you hit it at 80 you really notice you've hit a, a speed bump, whereas if you hit a 50 or 30, you won't really notice any difference. There's sort of gradations which are added, which are in, in the Netherlands, for example. So um, there are small measures. It's possible. This texture says we need enforcement of the existing rules of the road. The driving standards have collapsed since COVID and there's no enforcement of the laws, says this listener. Tim and Galway says make it law for lights and wearing helmets while cycling a bike, regardless of the time of the day. I think that would be a start, says Tim. Another listener, it's impossible to cycle to our school as the parents in the car park actually park across the cycle path in the afternoon when they're collecting their kids. Nobody seems to have an issue with this. What about you, James? What do you think the main issue is? Well, I I think the main thing is we need education and that's education for all, road users and footpath users as well. I mean, how many times have we seen people on mobiles AirPods in, whatever, and they're just walking across the roads, not even thinking, not even looking. But we had a we had a, um, a cycle training system in Clontarf, if you remember that years ago, and children went there, spent a morning there, um, and they were taught how to react on a, an enclosed area in this little school, 
uh, some were given bikes, some were acting as pedestrians. And they they were taught what, where to be, what to do and how to do it. And it's the practical. You can show flip charts, you can show pictures in school, but to have them out in an area where they learn firsthand what to do, that, I think, really sticks. And even, like, I travel to Poland on a regular basis. Uh, a requirement was introduced there in 2019 where children over 10 years had to have a cycling license to use the roads. It wasn't a kind of a draconian matter. Mm. It was, it was, it was, the child had to learn about the rules of the road, learn about cycling safely. And they had this then as a kind of a boost. Listen, you've, you've passed, you know how to use the road safely. And, and it, it helped. The would, education does help. Would, would that help Owen in your eyes? Yeah, it's, it's kind of window dressing, you know, uh, like there's a lot of talk of like um, one of the local schools here enforces kids to wear high vis if they're walking or, or or cycling to school. Like you get in trouble if you turn up to the school and you're not wearing high vis. I mean, I think that's kind of bordering on victim blaming. Uh, like mistakes will happen, you know. Like people will trip as they're crossing the road. Uh, a buggy, like especially on some of the narrow footpaths around here, like buggies will will go off the path. It's it's really down to speed. Like if the cars are only going at thirty kilometers, like those mistakes won't cause a fatality. What about this texture as well? Very, your your reaction. Very, it's very different going at forty and fifty kilometers per hour, like or, or higher, as we see around Galway a lot. So, like like speed isn't the only thing, but it's the most important thing. Mm. This um, listener says, "How many accidents and, and deaths per year are caused by the cyclist? If you cycle through Ratmines in Dublin in the morning, you'll have cyclists breaking lights, swerving around trucks, etc., around the buses as well. Train cyclists and tax well, cyclists." Look, every, everyone, everyone should definitely obey the law. You know, like cyclists should not be breaking lights; should all have lights on them. But like when you hear like a cyclist swerving around truck, I wonder was that truck parked in a bike lane or Ratmines doing a delivery, like we see often enough. Um, Eveline is with us as well. You are a cycle bus marshal. So you cycle children to school. What's what's your experience? Yes, uh, cycling the children to school is a very enjoyable experience, both for the children and for the, the marshals. Unfortunately, from time to time, we see cars parked illegally. So they're obstructing our flow. Um, when we're cycling, we have a marshal Four marshals, one to the front and one at the rear. And then the cycle, the children are in between. And we, then we have the two other marshals at the junctions to alert oncoming traffic that the cycle bus is coming. Um, there are parts of the road which is narrow and then it means that the children can only cycle maybe one abreast rather than their parents cycling with them. With the cycle bus that I do... The children are from the age of five upwards and they're accompanied by a parent until they're eight years of age. After that, they can cycle on their own. And I think it's really important that someone accompanies the children so that they get to school safely. And this enables them to learn road safety, to put out their arm if they're turning left, whatever. It'll also increase their confidence and ultimately, they're independent. So when the child is older, they will be able to cycle mm. to school unaccompanied. Do you think Minister Eamon Ryan was right to make these comments? Uh, yes, he's pointing out that the, the roads are not 100% safe, which we'd like them to be. But also, 
um, letting letting us know what must be done to ensure that the roads are safer. And with the other speakers, I agree, slowing the cars down to 30 kilometres in areas where there's a lot of people. That would definitely reduce okay. the the road death. Uh, Jens is with us as well in, in Clonakilty. How safe are things there? Well, I, I drive a lot on small country roads and I walk a lot and I would use the cycle. The small roads are quite dangerous, I think, you know, and when I drive, I notice, especially older men like myself, but I wear high-vis clothes, you know, but I see people wearing or being hardly visible and uh, I think they should really, it should be compulsory to wear high-vis clothes and uh, I think too that say the guardie don't have to be too strict with uh, these uh, pedestrians, but uh, they could have a couple of high vis vests in their squad car and hand them out to people who are not okay. visible. And so you also, think I they think should have to wear that? Should have to wear high vis vests? Uh, people should yeah. have to wear them, but, but if uh, the guardie don't have to be strict, too strict uh, enforcing this, you know. But they could just hand out a couple of vests. What I think too, what I noticed. Uh, when I uh, uh, drive twisty country roads, there's a lot of pressure from behind, tailgate, people tailgating mm-hmm. and uh, people driving too fast into bends, and they don't know if a pedestrian, there are not many pedestrians there, but if there was one and if there was oncoming traffic, it would be quite a dangerous situation, you know. Owen, you and, think, you, Owen, just just on um, Jan's point there about having to wear, like having to wear compulsory some sort of high-vis vest. Did I hear you say earlier you think that's um, whatever, cyclist blaming or victim blaming of the cyclists? Cyclists, easy to blame the roads, but uh, all participants in traffic are responsible if something happens. Drivers are too fast and uh, if they can't look around the corner, uh, there could be pedestrians and they could hit them, you know. And uh, pedestrians have to make sure that they are visible and they have to listen. And also cyclists have to give signals. You know, so when I used to cycle, I always look back and if there was a car and there was a bend, I would give a signal okay. so that they could um, overtake. Um, do you, you know? disagree with that? Are you there, Owen? You can hear me okay. I, I am. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, I... I I, I hear I heard the question. Um, I I wear high vis myself, and I and I and I have lights. And he's right about cyclists need to give lots of signals in 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 plenty of time. But um, it, but it, what it is a kind of victim blaming to say that people should wear high vis. Like the associate the the Garda Sergeant Association are pushing for mandatory cycle helmets and and mandatory high vis. There's 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 just there, there isn't evidence that that that, that works. In fact, there's um, uh, it, it's not it's not a it does little to protect cyclists. There's there's an article in the Examiner from last year that gets into the, the facts around it. Uh, but the um, uh, but sorry, are I, you I going to dispute that wearing dangerous. a cyclist a cycling helmet isn't going to offer you more protection than not wearing one? No, of course not. I mean, I I had a crash off my bike many years ago in a, in a in a park, and and the cycle helmet probably probably saved me from damage. Like in our family, we definitely wear cycle helmets. I'm saying I'm saying like we don't in 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 more forward thinking countries, 
uh, like the Netherlands and Denmark, people don't wear cycle helmets. They don't feel the need to because they're segregated away from mm. the traffic. Okay. Um, and kids, kids get a bit of independence. Kids can cycle themselves to sports or to meet their friends and they don't wear yeah. cycle helmets. Okay. Like, just think about the other countries. So that's that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying okay. making them mandatory is, is looking in the wrong direction Sh- for the big solution. And the big solution is speed and design. Sharn- I can't believe how bad our, ru- our rural roads are. There's... Like eight, like rural roads that are eighty or hundred kilometers don't have a footpath at the side, and they just have big empty fields. Like sure. nationally, some of them you're you're barely you're, you're barely obviously. able to get two two cars up the road at all without having to stop and let someone uh, let someone pass by. Sharon is on the line as well. Sharon, do you think our our roads are safe for children to cycle to school? Um, not so much cycling. I think cycling or walking. I think it's quite dangerous. But um, I think they do it. So um, my son is eleven and he walks to school. Um, it's not very far away. It's only about seven minute walk, so uh, it doesn't really make sense to drive it. But he has to cross the main road in Leek Slip. Um, there's lights on the on the road, but there's no lollipop lady. So he has had a, a, a run in with a car where the car broke the red light and he had to hop out of the way to make sure he wasn't hit, which um, gave him an awful fright. So right, a bit yeah. of a scary thing to, you're, you're saying goodbye to them and you're hoping they're going to be okay crossing the road. And you're educating them, so as somebody else said uh, around the victim thing, you are educating them, telling them don't cross till you're sure the cars have stopped. So you're, uh, which is correct, right? But it's mm. more on the speed that um, someone can hit yeah. a child crossing the road. Well, funny, there's another text in on that as well. Like, you know, you're, one of your listeners is, is blaming the cyclist. Speed and segregated lanes are the only solutions to this listener. John says, I cycle to work. I'm the exception rather than the rule in Cork. Cyclists breaking lights on the footpath and against traffic. I'm surprised that there's not more accidents. Uh, and it's also mainly adults as well, says John. This listener, how many, oh, I read that one, yeah, about the how many, um, yeah. I met a woman 100% dressed in blackout walking on a 100 kilometre narrow road. Total madness, says this listener. John in Yall says the Department of Transport under Eamon Ryan has spent 250 million. He has stalled road projects such as the N25 Middleton to Carrick Two Hill upgrade, which is as a result will contribute, um, I think, to possible road accidents. Roads are unsafe because of decisions taken at government level, according to John. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.